0: Greetings and welcome to episode 34 of the Chirping the Cats podcast. I'm your host, David Dworkin. On this episode of the pod, we're going to take a look at how the Panthers roster is shaping up uh, as they prepare for the Stanley Cup playoffs, which are right around the corner. And uh, I don't know about you, but I am pumped. Um, a little later, also in the podcast, uh, I sat down for a chat earlier today with uh, Panthers forward Noah Nolachari. Uh, we talked about the, uh, the playoffs that are coming up. What's been going on inside the Panthers locker room and how the team has kind of come together during this crazy COVID season. And another thing that uh, Acharya and I discussed was something that we've talked about on the podcast time and time again this season. uh, And that's Florida's depth. And I mean, really, it has been tested this year and they've seen it pass every test with flying colors. Um, Yeah, different times of season. The Panthers were without, well, like Barkov was out for Haiti, Duclair. Hornquist, uh, Eckblad, of course, all, all guys that have been out for different amounts of time with injuries, but, you know, somehow, regardless of who was out and for how long, the, the Panthers didn't skip a beat. The train kept churning and churning and just going down the tracks, and, you know, the team kept moving forward. Uh, the, the main goal, Coach Q has set all year, the f- number one goal was making the playoffs. They achieved that goal. Now it's, you know, getting themselves positioned for some hopeful playoff success, um, but now those goals, you know, they'll become even more difficult to obtain. You know, f- fortunately for Florida, the team is uh, heading into the playoffs seemingly at full strength. Uh, everybody has been practicing and healthy except for Mr. Eckblad, who... Uh, we did get an update from Coach Q that he's on schedule as of now. Uh, he's got some tests coming up uh, in the next week that are gonna dictate where they go next in his recovery and if they can stay on that schedule. But as of now, everything is on course, which would mean six weeks from now, which would be you know round two, round three-ish. I don't know when you know how it's gonna stretch out playoff scheduling-wise. But uh, if the Panthers go on a run. It is still in. It is still conceivable. It is still in the cards that Ekblad could can possibly join them. So, you know, a potential awesome uh something coming on the horizon if they can get that far. It's not going to be easy. Uh, Tampa. Everybody says how they turn it up in the playoffs. You know, they have not been. From, from what I've seen, I've not been overly impressed with Tampa compared to the last two years. And that for me, that's the bar. That's the scary team that Tampa's been. And I haven't seen it from them this year. And yeah, I know Stamkos has been in and out of the lineup. I know Kucherov has not been in the lineup. And they're both expected to join the team for the playoffs. At some point in the playoffs, they're both skating. They're both practicing. And I'd be surprised if they weren't there for, uh, for the series. How much that's going to change Tampa, I don't know. Um, but I would rather face tampa than carolina pick up a little bit of momentum before diving into the deep end with the hurricanes um but one one good thing heading into this series is the as as i'm saying the depth the injuries are kind of dissipating finally and the panthers are going to head into it i guess you know like tampa's hoping to uh with a uh with a fully stocked cabinet that is their roster um the last couple of days of practice uh the panthers have rolled out some interesting lines now that they're fully healthy. And I, and I did want to kind of go through them a little bit because Q alluded to this is kind of what he wants to take into the playoffs, what we're seeing right now. And and yeah, they still have two games left against Tampa, so we'll see how it all plays out. But, you know, I did want to just take a look at this. I feel like it kind of gave a little bit of insight into what we might see uh, in the postseason, at least the start. Uh, the first line is very, very attractive, looking at the Sasha Barkov centering Carter Verhage and Anthony Duclair. Um, I mean, you got Barkov who's having the best season of his career he's never looked this good finally showing some of that alpha aggression that we've wanted from Bark- that Barkov that we've been hoping for from Sasha Barkov uh, he's he definitely making much more of a concerted effort to get the puck to the net and this is just the Barkov we've been hoping and dreaming of um, you pair him up uh, with a guy like Carter Verhady, who it's been an amazing uh, chemistry for the two of them throughout the year uh, Verhaegi's just that great combination of skill and grit to the top line. He's got a very accurate shot, a hard shot. His vision, high-end vision, and Verhaegi's never-ending hustle. The guy, whether whatever zone he's in, whatever direction he's facing, he only knows one speed, and I, I, I love it. It still mystifies me that the Panthers got him for was two years, two million, I believe it was, and RFA's that. It's like, pfft, man, yay Bilzito. Um, And then also on that line, Anthony Duclair, another Yay Bilzito, Um, he brings in that high-end speed. We know that he's a fast guy, but now he's taken that speed and uh, he's using it with Barkov and Verheide to distribute the puck more. He's looking like more of a playmaker. Uh, His 200-foot game has improved by leaps and bounds as the season has gone on. He's become such a better player without the puck, and that is 100% the Joel Quenville effect that has been have on Anthony Duclair. And it makes sense. When, you know, when they were talking in the off season about Duclair signing here, I'm guessing, you know, it was a long process that they told him, look, this is what's going to be expected of you. If you come here, it could make you into a much better player, but you're not just going to come here and play offense. And he chose to sign here. Clearly he wanted to take that on. And I think now we're seeing the results of that, which is this amazing, well-rounded Anthony Duclair that is showing up both in the score sheet and helping himself defensively. So, uh, this line, uh, should be a handful uh, whatever whatever uh the op- the opposition tries to throw at them whether they try to throw a defensive line to to neutralize them or they try to throw a top line a top line to balance it out uh we'll see how John Cooper and the Lightning uh want to play it but on the from the Panthers perspective I mean that's the good thing about that top line is they could go out there as a scoring line they can also be a shutdown defensive line as as I mentioned now with Duclair put like turning up his defensive game a notch adding to what Verhege and Barkov are already doing so uh, yeah, in the words of my friend Quagmire, giggity, giggity, giggity goo. On to line two. Um, Sam Bennett, trade deadline. I, I The only reason that Sam Bennett wouldn't be the ac- acquisition of the deadline is because uh, Taylor Hall in Boston is having an equally impressive uh, run since the deadline as Bennett. I'm not going to say one's been doing better than the other. Both of them have been putting up good numbers. Both of their teams have been playing well. Um, so you know, yay for Bennett and whatever for Boston. Yeah. Um, so with Bennett playing like a true number two center, one that the the Panthers have like lacked, right? Like that's what Trocheck was supposed to be. And then he broke both of his ankles in consecutive years. And now he's healed up. Finally, you're seeing it in, in Carolina, you know, unfortunately not here, but the Panthers have not had that number two center for a while now. Um, and Bennett finally appears to be the guy that they needed. Uh, it, it's great to see, on that line with Owen Tippett, I man, it's so great to see Tippett excelling in a top six role. And I know that some of you guys were rabble, 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 they should have been in a top six role. This no, it's if he would have been on this line back in January, it would not have looked the same at all. Okay. Owen and Tippett will be the first one to tell you it's been a progression for him. He's been learning how to be a pro. He's been learning how to play in Q systems. And you watch his play now, he's doing those right things. He's hanging on to the puck more. He's trying to facilitate a little bit more. Uh is it going to continue with Tippett? I don't know. It's only been the last, you know, couple of weeks that he's really appeared to be turning a corner. If he continues on this line, great. You know, that would be win-win for everybody. If uh, he starts to fall off, then don't be surprised to see a Patrick Hornquest or somebody else that might be playing well at the time. Because you know how Q is with his lines. Um one guy on this line that's not going anywhere probably is jonathan huberdo unless they have to put him up with barkov but we know how that goes but huberdo has been so good over the past few weeks i mean unbelievably he was in a little slump like a month ago and it was like oh my goodness man is that a thing of the past uh you know he was already coming around but then when sam bennett got here that that was just like pouring gasoline on the fire um on the huberdo fire that's what i wrote down i wanted to make sure that i said that um, so yeah, the, the second line, it's a pretty impressive top six when you can't fit. This is the, the third line guys that are now pushed out of the top six, Vitrano, Wenberg and Hornquist. Okay. Vetrano has been wherever he's been in the, in the roster this year. Vitrano has been pretty solid. Um, I mean, we know that he's kind of a streaky guy, but, uh, the streakiness offensively has kind of been mitigated by the fact that he's been so much better. Without the puck, he's been so much better in his own end, back checking, really taking it upon himself this season, and great to see. uh, Because Frankie, you know, much like uh, a couple of the other guys on the roster, whether it's Verhage or Mason Marchment, Vertrano is nonstop energy. Um, So you know that's fine. And and pairing him up with uh, with Wenberg and Hornquist, I really like that because it gives Vertrano a little bit more space to operate and the responsibility that comes with an Alex Wenberg line. uh, It's going to be you know one hand washing the other. Wenberg, uh, this season, I think he's been as advertised. I've been really happy with Alex Wenberg. He's exceptional in his own end. You don't notice him much because of how well he's doing, how he's getting in the passing lanes, how he's intercepting, and it's just been nice. I I love the fact that this year, so many of these players that were brought in fit so well into what Coach Twenville has been trying to do, what didn't work last year, because you had a lot of offense-first guys that were not taking it upon themselves to play that way in their own end. And this year is it's kind of the opposite. Every player that's been brought in has fit in perfectly. And Wenberg has been another example. He's actually been, you know, he's scoring better than he did the last few years in um, Columbus. You know, is this guy not a home run too? I feel like it gets a little bit overlooked, but Wenberg has been so good this year. Um, Anybody that's complaining about Wenberg, I don't know what your expectations were for this guy, but for what the role he's been asked to play and for the salary, that the chunk he's not taking out of the salary cap. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and argue with you through a podcast, but Wenberg has been great. Um, and then, when Hornquist has been bumped down to the third line, uh, I mean, look, we we get it with Hornquest. Um What he brings to the table, his off-ice contributions are just as, if not more important, than what he can do on the ice. And again, he's needed on the ice. He's, he's got a lot of skill. He can score. He gets into those dirty areas. He gets in front of the net. It's a valuable uh, commodity to have. But what The culture change that happened almost right after Hornquist and Radko Gudis arrived in the offseason and they started working out at uh, Incredible Ice, uh, Ice Den, you know, whatever it's called. I'm sorry, that's disrespectful. It's the Ice Den now, right? The Panthers Ice Den. Um, But yes, since they arrived there and we're doing those informal workouts in the offseason, you can see, I mean, it's obvious that there's a lot that's different about this Panthers team. Now, the fourth line, obviously, you know, things had changed around for a while. But, I mean, Nolichari, he's, he's not going anywhere. He's going to be in the lineup. He's way too valuable. Five-on-five five penalty kill. He's, you know, in plug-and-play wherever. Mason Marchment has 100% earned himself a spot on this team. And he I'd be surprised if he plays himself out of a spot. Him being on the fourth line, it's just the casualty to the depth at that point be, that you have everybody healthy. Um, and we With Lombard, like, we know he can throw his body around. And he's got some sneaky speed and he's got some sneaky skill. But the problem with him is that he gets caught out of position at times. And it's been better of late. uh, But it's something that he's going to have to keep cleaning up if he wants to stick in the lineup during the postseason. Because, like, while you do have a line with these guys, you think of the guys that are, like, the first ones out, basically. You think of the Denisenko, the Heponiemi, Nikita Gusev. It's interesting with uh, Denisenko and Heponiemi, that you know the late call-ups, they kind of got plugged in because of the injuries. They really have played well, both of them have. They played themselves into this rotation, I think, and perhaps, perhaps, uh, they've leapfrogged the guys like Etu lusterinen or Juho Lamico or Lucas Wa- Lucas Walmark. Uh, it's you know it's an interesting thought, but I would think that you know if you're looking at the hierarchy, because now with the no roster limitations in the playoffs, the Panthers, you know, they've got. Like, between the taxi squad and the roster, they've got, like, 35, 36 guys or something, which is, you know, it's fine. Um, But they've got a lot of interchangeable parts, and, you know, they've got a swelling lineup full of guys, you know. And look, it's a playoffs. Odds are, you know, somebody's going to get nicked up. They're going to have to move guys around. It's inevitable. It's hockey. Um, But it's just interesting to think that in just, you know, a couple weeks' time, you know, four or five games, whatever it's been, uh, both Denis Denos, Denisenko and Hepo Niemi have, you know, kind of put themselves right on that bubble. And, and Nikita Kitagusev as well. He's starting to come around. His first couple of games, you could see that he was really trying to find his place, much like the rookies were. And the last two or three games, he's showing up in his own end, which is that's the sign with this team when guys are fitting in when when it's working it's not so much when you notice them in the offensive end because these guys have skill it's when you're noticing them back checking it's when you're noticing them getting involved into the passing lanes of the opposition team when they're breaking up their zone entries and instantly boom transition transition that's the panthers when you see that from guys like gusev or denisenko um that's when you know it's working so anyway that, that's your lesson from from professor dave okay that was cool um i hope you like that just kind of quick breakdown of the roster now i'm going to uh to toss it to my interview earlier today with nolachari uh we had a quick zoom after uh, panthers practice this morning uh, there was a few things i wanted to get into him with and uh yeah i'm just gonna play it for you now so here you go nolachari all right so joining me now is a uh, panthers uh center slash winger slash cookie monster nolachari as uh We're about a couple of games away from getting into the playoffs here. Noel, the first thing I wanted to ask you, uh, it's looking like, obviously it's not set in stone, but it looks like Tampa's going to be who you play in the first round. It seemed as the season's gone on that as you played the teams more and more, whatever team it was in the division, uh, the chippiness and the grittiness kind of got more into effect as you got more of the games under your belt. Two games this weekend and then up to seven more in the coming weeks. I mean, what do you expect from that kind of a, you know, seeing Tampa so often?
1: Yeah, like you said, I mean, you play a team in the regular season seven, eight times, It's there's going to be that chippiness, that uh, feistiness, and, uh, you know, we end the season with two more, and against them, we know it's going to be a battle, and like you said, it, we don't know who it is, but it's looking like Tampa, but again, they're Stanley Cup champions for a reason. They're a good team, and, uh, you know, we've, we have played them well this year, and uh, we have a couple more practice games against them to see. Uh, just how, how things are going to hash out in playoffs possibly. But, uh, you know, it's exciting. Playoffs is the most exciting time of the year. So, uh, you know, after these two games, we'll, we'll have a good feel of where we are.
0: Now, it's been a, obviously a crazy season, but it looks like the team's camaraderie has really taken it to another level this year, whether it's because you guys have been so tight-knit, the play or the traveling on the road. What do you attribute to having such a tight-knit locker room this year?
1: I think the fact that, uh, you know, we're kind of in the hotels, I think, on the road more together, and our team dinners are all together. And I think every night you're on the road, you're eating with someone different. Uh, it's a definitely a uh, unique year for this, um, where you have some groups go out to dinner, some places in different groups. But where this year, everyone's in the hotel eating dinner. You're, you're having different dinner with every guy every night. And, uh, you know, you just get to know guys uh, a lot quicker that way. and you know, you're in the locker room with them every day. And it's, it's just been, I think everyone's really meshed well from start to finish, even bringing in these new guys at the end of the year, like they came slotted in and you know, everyone's made them feel at home and you know, great guys. And and I think that's just the type of team we are. We're, we're very welcoming and uh, easy, easy going and we get along with everyone.
0: Uh, it seems from what I've heard, it's been a great atmosphere in the locker room this year. Obviously the media is not allowed down there. Um, one question that I've been asked a lot, so maybe you can give me a little insight. I don't sure. think that there's uh, any like last year. You had the Infinity Gauntlet that you were passing around, but yeah. with COVID, maybe nothing this year. Is there a victory song, or is there anything that you guys pass around after games?
1: Uh, there, uh, there isn't anything we pass around this year. But uh, I think once playoffs comes around, we might be doing something a little different, um, just to kind of get everyone a little excited, and uh, you know, just to kind of shake things up from the regular season.
0: Can you share anything about it, or is it more of a surprise?
1: I think it's more of a surprise.
0: Okay. Um, and is there a victory song? I have to ask.
1: There is, but I'm, I'm actually bad with music. <laughs> I, I don't know it. It's the one where everyone's doing that. It's, it's Dreams. Is that sound?
0: The one where everybody's riding on the scooter down the street?
1: Dreams that we met, yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> Very good. Do you, we just
1: need the skateboard and uh, cranberry juice to go with. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah.
0: Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. That's your victory song. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. Very, very good. <laughs> All right. The last thing I'll ask you, and again, thank you so much for taking a few minutes. Um, yeah. The team's ability to overcome injuries this year has been unbelievable. Like, you guys have had so many different guys in and out of the lineup and really have not skipped a beat. That's especially impressive considering this season and how tight the schedule is. Like, have you ever been on a team that's been able to just slot guys in and out with the kind of depth that Florida has this year?
1: No. You know, I mean – like a uh, next up mentality guys that have been waiting for a shot or who's ready they come and play and they jump in a game and they play really well for us and you know that's all you can ask for and uh you know it's good to know that when you have a guy go down you have like like Ecky big 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 minutes someone's gonna fill in fours he's stepped right in and uh He's been doing an unbelievable job for us. And we could go down the lineup with guys that have stepped in and uh, have done that a great job for us in that way. And uh, you need guys like that to go far in seasons and in playoffs. So um, I'm excited for what's to come.
0: Noel, thank you so much for joining me for a quick chat. And best of luck uh, when the postseason gets here, man.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: Okay, so first off, very cool of Noel to give us a glimpse you know, behind the curtain. Uh, that, that was pretty neat. Uh, it was also... Very cool to hear how how much the team has kind of come together, how how they've turned all these crazy, extensive COVID-19 protocols, you know, like, especially during road trips, uh, they've turned it into a positive. They've become a closer, tighter-knit team because of it. And look, everybody kind of had to deal with the same thing, and some teams, it may not have affected them good, bad, or the other, but uh, it, you know, it just kind of shows to show what kind of team this Panthers club is, that they've kind of turned any bad breaks, whether it's been injuries, whether it's been COVID protocols, whatever's happened, uh it's all been kind of coming up aces and they're, you know, create your you make your own luck, right? That's what the Panthers are doing. Now what will all it mean when the playoffs get here, you know, only time will tell obviously. You know, the South Florida sports fan in me doesn't want me to get my hopes up because, you know, that's South Florida sports fan, right? But but after watching how good this team has been all season, It's not that hard to see them pulling off something special. I've kind of been getting that there's something different about these guys feeling over the last couple of weeks, you know? Um, I don't know. I just... It's it's like my, you know, world's colliding in my head. But, I mean, look, no matter what happens, I'm on board. I'm all in. I'm always all in. I've been all in with this team as long as they've been around. So, you know, hopefully the podcast will be more positive. We'll have some... fun things to celebrate as we move forward and on that note that's gonna do it for episode 34 of the chirping the cats podcast uh, i want to thank Noah Chari and the panthers um for joining the pod providing some insight behind the curtain and, and, and also a big thank you to everybody out there uh, who's listening and who's subscribing to the podcast and who reaches out to me on twitter uh, i really do appreciate all all the the cool messages that i get and uh and yeah, it's, it's great. Be sure to check out my Panthers coverage on local10.com or you can download the Local 10 app as well. It's, it's a good app. I would not endorse it if it wasn't. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at David Dwork uh, for daily coverage of the cats and whatever else I might be thinking about. Um, and also, Chirping the Cats Radio every Saturday, live 10 a.m. on Onside Radio and onsideradio.com. Uh, so definitely check that out. And you can download it as well. All right, so yeah, until next time, Again, thank you for listening. Everyone, please take care, stay safe, be kind, and stay cool.